Blessings to all who have children. <laughs> Welcome to the 307 podcast, everyone. Um, I just walked into the office here. I'm still getting, let's see here. I'm still getting personal property tax bills from bills <laughs> from the city of Suffolk. Anybody listening to this podcast from the city of Suffolk, the the treasurer, I'm not paying your personal property tax bills. I'm not paying them. All right? So anybody listening that's from the, the treasurer's office, you can stop wasting your paper sending these. My tags have been expired on my truck for nearly a year now. I'm not paying this crap. In, in Virginia... If you own a vehicle, all right, you own a vehicle, you, okay, you, it, can be, it can even be paid for outright. Every single year, Virginia would look at what the NADA value essentially is on your vehicle, and they will send you a tax bill based off of what NADA values your vehicle at with the year model and make and model, right? So on like a... Uh, a, a newer model car, you're talking about like over a thousand bucks, like thousands of dollars a year for a, to to. You're you're charging me that every year for my vehicle. Um, huh, hey, <laughs> that's that's what you, you do with all your bills. How do they even find me? No, I've never been laid on a bill. Any any loan that yeah. I like a loan that I've had, I have literally never Yeah, that's not a bill. been that's, late on a bill. That's more or less a fine right there. But I'm sorry, man. I'm to the point that uh I, I ain't paying your dang your your taxes, your stupid taxes. I don't blame you. I wanna know what happened with that pot of chili in the back of your truck. That's what I'm talking about, son. Well, I've had a I've had a pretty good day today. That's good. Um, first of all, we've got a podcast host as a guest. Wow. <laughs> on the podcast. big time on the 307 today. We don't have many hosts on here that, Brian, I, that I remember. What would you rather be, a guest or a, or a host? A guest. Oh, me too, man. A guest. Yeah. Me too. Unless it's the three of seven podcast, <laughs> right. you know, like when, when we get together as buddies and just do a podcast, right. I'd rather just sit in and listen to a live podcast, not say a whole lot. Well, that's pretty much all you do. <laughs> Although the last episode when it was just me and you, yeah, I thought you, you did contribute fairly well, man. Well, thanks. Well, that, that's a good question is as, a, as two podcast hosts, what do you look for? in a co-host what qualities mm. do you look for because i have two co-hosts that like to battle back and forth which one is the best co-host because for the two separate podcasts well it, here's the thing i i also have two co-hosts on my podcast chili and blake if you have a if you have a co-host that doesn't really talk a lot right that's okay as long as when he does talk, it's got to be real good, right? Right. 
So that's cool. If, if, if I'm cool with a co-host that will let me run my mouth 95% of the show, and then when he just jumps in for that 5% because I've got to find a note or something on my phone, right? Yeah. He jumped. If it, Filling. It, yeah. But he's got to fill it with something good, man. Yeah, it's me. Right? Or you have a co-host like Chili. The Chili just likes to run his mouth as much as I do. And so that's that's good too. Everything I mean most of what Chili says, he's full of crap. But he runs his mouth enough that it takes a lot of pressure off of me and we can really crank out some podcast episodes. So you right. got to have somebody that that either contributes a lot or don't contribute much, but when he does, it's good stuff. That's what I look for, man. I like how when you told Chili we recorded that podcast without him and talk crap. He didn't even say nothing to you. He asked why I was talking crap about him on there. Chili, man. Didn't nobody even say nothing. He's become he's become a straight-up megastar. Right. And when he misses the show, he was in Florida gallivanting all last week. When he misses the show, man, he gets bent slap out of shape. <laughs> I mean, he's bought into the 307 podcast, yeah. dude. Mm-hmm. Um, That's good. I also like a co-host that, that – PTs with me. The the great thing about having a, a co-host that you go and and compete against is it creates stories, right? And it creates that it creates that banter that you can go back and forth, right? And it just for me, it's it's always good to have a podcast co-host that's also comes out and PTs with you, spends time with you in other ways. I always said that, man, in the SEAL teams. You know, you didn't get close with you with you guys when you were out training on a or on a mission or or something like that. You got close with you guys when you were doing stuff outside of work. You know, you were hanging out, whatever, whether it's PT or you know whether it was going out in town or you know hanging out with the families, whatever. That's when you got close to you guys. Yeah. That's why. That's why I put PT. In three or seven project team PT, that's why I put it so high on the list is because that's what builds the team is the stuff that not the stuff we do in here in the dang office, man. Right. That ain't how you build a team. You can't build a team behind that dang computer screen, man. You got to get out and do some stuff together. You know, I'm gonna do a podcast later on about how your your choices about your personal health. The choices you make about your personal health are bigger than you because the choices people are making about their personal health are becoming a burden to society. All right? I'm going to do a podcast about that later on. Blake loves it when I talk about things that I'm not going to talk about on this podcast, but I'm going to talk about in the future. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> we can have a whole library of topics Chad said he was going to talk about that we ain't talked about. Okay, let me tell y'all about this pot of chili. It looked like roast beef to me. No, it's chili. I mean, it's it's a type of chili. Not, not you know, we're talking about the food chili here, guys. We're not talking about the megastar chili. Brooke, I formally invited Blake and his family to my home for dinner last night. And um, they accepted, they acquiesced my request to come and dine with me. So Brooke and I spent most of the day yesterday preparing this very nice pot of chili in the crock pot. Okay, 
We come together yesterday. We eat a very small portion of that pot of chili. It was nearly still full. The crock pot was still full. So I was really pumped because I'm thinking, I've got leftovers to eat now for the next few days. And I go, I get done with my run just a little bit ago, take this pot of chili. It was good, wasn't it, Blake? Oh, yeah, real good. Take it out, man. I put it on my put it on my potatoes and rice and chili and all this, put it in the microwave. I get the crock pot bowl and I'm pick it up and it's heavy, man. It's heavy for a skinny guy like me. <laughs> it's heavy. You didn't strain too hard. I'm, that up. <laughs> I'm <laughs> Yeah. I'm starting uh, soon, I'm starting hemorrhoid awareness month. <laughs> I pick this pot. Look, I'm going to the refrigerator, and I, and I go to open the refrigerator door, and when I open it, it hits that pot, that, that crock pot of chili. And this joker knocks out of my hand, flips upside down, and lands on the hardwood fo- floor and explodes. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it was like a... It was like somebody just had a, a, a M80 in that thing or something. When it hit the ground on that glass lid right there, it went, boom! <laughs> it's a kapooya, kapooya! Chuck said, pow! <laughs> and chili and glass and ceramic crockpot pieces mm. literally were broadcast throughout the entire kitchen. Okay, Brooke had not gotten her serving of chili yet. Mine was in the microwave, so she hears me drop this thing. She comes running in and says, "You, what am I going to eat for dinner? I said, well, daggone, well, you ain't going to eat this. It's full of glass. <laughs> so she takes my plate out of the microwave, scrapes half of my portion off into a bowl, eats that, so I got half dinner tonight and ruined all my portions of dinner for the next two or three days, and that's what's in the back of my truck. Mm. Glass chili. I'm, I'll be curious to see how long that rides around in the back of that truck, too. <sighs> well, i got to feed the yellow jackets. You know the yellow jackets are hungry this time of year. Maybe you'll take some of these flies that are here at the house home with you, too. Well, you do keep flies around, Blake. Always. Man, got to have a pack of flies. Well, Corn, what's been going on, man? Yeah, just been working, bud. Trying to hunt a little bit. That's about it. I'm in here trying to hire you. You won't tell me. (laughs) You won't tell me nothing. Well, I mean, (laughs) yeah, you got to lay the deal out. You know I'm spur of the moment, son. I I know. You got to lay the deal out. Don't take nothing Chad says seriously, Corn. (laughs) (laughs) I'll talk to you later. (laughs) I remember yeah. when we first decided, we thought, well, we might we might need to hire somebody. It was before podcast, and Chad gets on there and says, we're taking applications, son. <laughs> Send, we're hiring somebody. <laughs> um, have uh, y'all been seeing any deer? Man, we've seen one on the way leaving Saturday. Big old nanny doe. That's about it. We, we ain't hunted but twice. Ain't hunted but twice. Had some cool mornings. Hoped they'd be moving, but they wasn't moving where we was at. What thing? It's, I, yeah, it's still early, man. Yeah, yeah. 
I ain't even going to try until about the end of November. Well, all the, all the acorns are starting to drop or have been dropping, and they just they wearing them out. They ain't got to move much mm-hmm. where we hunt anyway. Well, I know that we're talking about deer hunting, guys. When I go and deer, the first time that I go and deer hunt for the season, there won't be no turning back. The When I go for the first time, and sit in my stand. There will be nothing else on my mind from that point until the end of the rut. So I'm trying to prolong that, you know, the time that I go and have that initial hunt. Right. Because when I do it, it's not. It won't go. Be no going back. Well, right. you're spending all that time on the paddle trip. You can't. There ain't gonna be no time to hunt now. With you burn a week on the paddle trip. 2022, son. You talking about November 2022? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, looking good for I, you. I think that there's going to be some some pigs along that river. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's going to be. And gators. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, you know, chili. We're, we're planning out the food for this paddle mission. Chili has requested that we don't take him to, into account on any of the food. He's he's planning on coming out and, and trying to hunt and kill his food along the way. He can't even he won't even know what to do with a darn he's, animal if he kills he's it. He's never hunted in his life. Is he gonna fish? Uh, he's gonna fish, yeah. Nah. But I'm I don't even know if he's ever fished. Mm. He he might be hungry, son. <laughs> <laughs> he just doing that for attention. Y'all got to learn, Chili. <laughs> he gonna have some. He gonna have some oatmeal cream pies in his boat. Man, we're gonna have a time, son. What's been going on on the pod, man? What's What's the best? What's your favorite guest you guys have had on? Uh, we had a here a recent guy named Tim Tim Ship. He's a Paulden, lifelong Paulden County resident. Talked uh, talked about the. The Paulden County life before this massive urban sprawl that's taken the county over. Uh, so he got to tell some of those stories, and he knew my papa, so he talked a little bit about him, and you know, just stuff like that, man. Locals, yeah, locals. We had had two guys from Cahutta that got lost coon hunting about two years ago. That was a good one, yeah, in my opinion. We uh, we still trying to. St- trying to form so we backed off on the guest a little bit trying to let the co-host mm-hmm. get into some more talking you know what i mean yeah instead of, instead of just being filler for when i spit snuff or take me a drink of water you know what i mean? I know you was having the terriblest uh time with, with your co-host there for a while oh man, man. bless his heart yeah Tony. now on the other one the off the elevator podcast she's jam up she she might talk a little too much to tell you the truth <laughs> but yeah what you got two podcasts? Yeah, yeah. What the heck, man? Yeah, I got an I got another one called uh, Off the Elevator. It's faith based about addiction. Yeah, really. Yeah, you remember what the heck, man? You remember that buddy of mine, Kenneth, his wife, Jesse? Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. he don't. Chad don't remember. <laughs> she's she's the co-host on the Off the Elevator one. Do y'all do those live or are they no. virtual? No, we we just record them and put them out just like y'all do. But y'all yeah. get together and record yeah. them. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, dang, dude. Yeah. So you got red-blooded outdoors and off the elevator. Right. Yeah. 
You putting in the work, boy. Yeah. That ain't it, no joke. No, it ain't. Really, it ain't. Like, <laughs> <laughs> really, it ain't. Sometimes I think, man, what in the world have I got myself into? But, man, it's fun. It's yeah. fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um. You know, you know who y'all, you know who Brian needs, Brian and Cooney needs to have on? Coleman. Oh, yeah. Coleman Murdoch? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be a good one. Y'all right need there. to have Coleman on, dude. Yeah. That'd be a good one right there. I ain't seen Coleman in years. We don't even know if he's still alive. Yeah, he's still alive. Yeah. Yeah, he'd be a good one. That'd be wild. <laughs> that would you be. might have to put some reins on him. So. If y'all don't have Coleman on, we might have <laughs> Coleman on. That'd be wild, dude. Sure would. It'd be a good one. He's got plenty of stories to tell. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, that's the thing about the podcasting is, man, I've realized that really and truthfully, everybody has, just about everybody has an amazing story. It's whether or not you can get them to give it and or how they articulate it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And yeah. that's, to me, that's the art in it is is picking up on cues that people say or something like that and trying to lead them. And, and some people, like Tim Ship, or we had another guy on there, Tom Ville, that went out west when he was 19 years old and become a cowboy. I mean, those people can tell stories left and right. Mm-hmm. And some people, it's like pulling teeth. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, I think there's a lot of people walking around out here that, that don't even realize they have a story, right? And, right. and they do. It's in them. I mean, if you've lived life for long enough, and and you you just have you haven't just given up completely um, on being a, a good person, right? You've got right. some story of, of struggle and overcoming, and, and but but when it's just your life, yeah, a lot of people don't even realize it's anything worth telling. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not even worth talking about in their mind because it's just their life, man. Right. Right. So I think that's the hard part is getting people to realize, hey man, you got something to offer, man. Right. Like, yeah, you 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 may not be famous. You may have never traveled. You may have not done all this stuff that society tells you it's cool. But you got something to offer, man, because life is life. Life ain't you you ain't you you don't have to be some spectacular entrepreneur or world traveler to have some good sound wisdom in some area of life to offer to your fellow brother or sister man right but right. it takes it, it does take a little bit of a art or time to go back and develop that into a story because every you live your life and you don't develop it into a story it's just like raw material you know and, until you actually take the time to look back on it and how the pieces fell into place and lessons you learn until you do all that. It's just, it's just like, it's just raw material, you know? Right. Yeah, it is. It really is. Yeah, it does. It takes some reps. It really takes sitting the way it worked for me. Cause I was one of those people that being a seal was just, it was just my life, man. It was like, I thought, I mean, everybody I was around was doing the same things I was doing. Right. What's special about me? Um, and a lot of them could do it a lot better than I could. You know what I mean? And so you get out and you think, well, I got I got nothing to offer. And, and it takes someone sitting down with you, 
like Blake said, and kind of that's how it did. For me, it was my buddy Jesse. I remember the first time I got on a stage, Jesse invited me to this speaking thing. I never even knew that speaking was a thing, right? But he said, come on, we're going to go up here and speak to these people. And I go on the stage with him, and he's sitting in the chair beside me. And he, it's almost like a Q&A between me and him. And so he's asking me a question, and I'm answering, and he's just leading me through essentially an interview. And that's what helped me kind of, okay, these are the things that are valuable for people to hear. And then putting them all together and synchronizing it does, does take some reps, man. Yeah. Right. It really does. But um, I know on the off the elevator one, when we have people on there that's recovering addicts, the majority of those, once they got four or more years, man, can lay a story out. But most of them, through their recovery, have been telling their story so many times. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and they've, like mm-hmm. Blake said, developed it. You know, yep, streamlined it, yeah, and picked yep. out the important parts of it. And there's two, there's really two sides to that. Some people think that they have sure enough done it all, and they're gonna tell you this no. big grand that, story that, that just ain't gets really, annoying, yeah, right. I've always liked to say that you're never as good or as bad as you think you are. So if you don't think you got a story, you do, but if you think it's real big, it probably ain't as big as you think it is. <laughs> That's a good point, man. Got to stay somewhere right there in the middle mm-hmm. on that, son. Yeah. Dang, Blake. See, you see what my co-host does? Right. Did yeah. you see that? Yeah. <laughs> that's that's what I'm talking about, son. I, I need I need to send Cooney up here on their on winter break. I'm just gonna send Cooney to shadow Blake. Yeah, co- just co-host uh, co-host class. Co-host there Blake you go. needs to write a book. <clears throat> On co-hosting and and it just the book just needs to be composed of these little like two sentence long like what he just said. Yeah. If you think you really good, you ain't that good. <laughs> if you think you ain't no good, you probably good. Like this two sentence right, and that way Cooney can or any podcast co-host can have this manual, and so when when the actual host takes a break, they can just find one of Blake's sayings. <laughs> Just right. make them real general. That would apply to anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there you go. That's it, Blake. I didn't think you'd ever write a book, man, but hey, that's it. General got- sayings by Blake Wright. <laughs> general <laughs> sayings. There we go. Hey, y'all get your pocketbooks out. That one's going to cost that's you. Right. Oh, man. Mm. Well, you know, for you guys that don't know Brian Scott, um, he's been on the podcast before. It's been quite a while ago. I mean, I don't know how long, but a lot March, of episodes. Yeah. March 96. Okay. 96. Episode 96. He was on, um, we're up. This will be probably 152, 151, right around there. So, uh, Brian's been on the podcast before. He was a, a major mentor for Blake and I both when we were growing up. He poured a lot of time effort wisdom uh into us just helped us and especially me brian me and brian we hunted together well brian would drive a long ways out of his way to pick me up before i had a driver's license and he would take me out and we would travel and we would hunt together we did we did almost gosh it seems like we did everything together there for a long time and um so really helped develop me 
especially during that stage in my life where you know you don't want to you're not in, you're not in the mood to listen to what your parents had to say but i had this guy named brian scott that you know brought helped bring me up through those times and so we had the opportunity i like to think to give back to you for in a i mean very small we we gave back to you hopefully for a weekend to you know for the years that you poured into us if you want to call it that not that we're trying to get even with each other but it felt good man it was awesome absolutely and you know that's why i wanted to have one of the reasons i want to have brian back on is because we don't talk a lot about the basic course and here's the thing about the basic course we can talk about our experience there the only thing that we try not to give away is the specifics of the mission right we just try not like, okay, this is how many, and you don't even probably know how many miles we did the first day, <laughs> the second day. You don't know the elevation profile, like you, the, like just the order of events. We want people, we want there to always be some, some unknown about the course for people. But we don't talk about it a lot because I'm not really a salesman, man. I like to help people. Like that's that's what drives me. And you know what's interesting? If your if your first mission is simply to help people, you don't have to sell them anything. If you help them, they will in turn support you in whatever way they can. That's the way it works. Yeah. I'm seeing that's the way it works. With our Patreon for the 3 of 7 podcast our Patreon, man, we've got nearly, I think we've got 255 people that support us on Patreon. Yeah. And I and I like to think it's because hopefully we've helped them in some way. That That's how business works, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I'm not a salesman, and this is not a sales pitch. But it, I really wanted to sit down and talk to you about your experience at the basic course not to not to convince anybody to come nothing like that but it's because i'm interested because i know who you are i know what you're capable of i know what your background is and i know you'll be honest with me so it's really great feedback for us to hear from someone that we trust that went through that process, man. For me, it's, it's, this one's a little bit selfish because, it, I mean, I, that's just like you said. I just want to know. I mean, people can tell you what they got out of it that you don't know. And when you don't know their background, like, it's cool to hear it. I like to hear it. But when you don't know really where they came from or the details of it and stuff, it, it's just so much cooler to hear it from from people yeah. that you've known all your life. So, yeah, I, I mean, for me, it's a little bit selfish to do this podcast because <laughs> I want to hear it for myself. Well, hey, the podcasts that I like to listen to are usually the best podcasts that we produce, yep. right? So, I mean, that's a good thing. If it's something that you want to hear, that's a good thing. And, you know, Brian was a member of the Basic Course team, 14. 
and he was also selected by his peers as the honor man of his team. That says a lot. There can only be one. There's only one honor man or woman of every basic course team, and Brian got selected as honor man of his team. So there's no better person, in my opinion, just to come on and uh, share about your experience for the listeners or for us, you know, in general. So I don't really have any specific questions. I just want you to, I want you to just kind of walk me through what you got out of that, man, and and how how it impacted you, how it what what is what are the, the good, the bad, and the ugly, man? Right after actions report. Well, I think, <clears throat> I mean, first off, that that weekend, just the entirety of it, y'all, y'all definitely did more than gave back to me a hundred percent. And and I have two different perspectives. You know, I have a, a perspective of being a team member. Yeah, but I, I also, which was a blessing, but I also have the blessing of knowing y'all from when y'all were young kids and into what something that even resonated with me even more because you don't really see or you don't when you see it it's hard to realize until you're through something like this i mean i feel y'all are actually doing something that the lord is leading y'all to do with just the podcast now the basic course so I got I, I have two different perspectives. Somebody as y'all's friends, you know what I mean? Uh family friends, brothers, family. Um so yeah, just how it started out, you know, the day the day of work that I was at work, I remember I got so flipping mad at somebody. And I'm talking I pitched a fit. One of those fit pitchings where I just went too far. You know what I mean? Turned around, went to walk away, come back, pitching a fit. Did that numerous times, numerous times. And um, got home, pulled in the driveway, had just all kinds of crazy stuff going on in my head. Just just awful stuff, you know, just aggravated, frustrated, mad, ticked off. And I, I put my head down on the steering wheel, and I prayed. I said, Lord, I, I know I need some rest. Just show me how. Just please. Went in the house, set my fat tail down, started eating a chicken wing, and Blake rang the phone. Hey, man, we got a, we got a spot if you want it. I said, well, let me call my boss and see if I can get off. That wasn't a whisper from God to me. That was a pop in the forehead that said, you're going to the basic course. And so I pretty much made my mind up, but out of respect for my job, I was either going to let them know I'm going to the basic course, or you can say, yeah, one of the two. <laughs> and and uh, I figured that's the way that went. Uh, <laughs> so, but real quick before that, I, I called Blake. I said, now, hold on. Do you got to swim? Yeah, he called me back about two minutes later. I thought, boy, that was fast. He said, there ain't no swimming involved, are there? <laughs> I can't swim. And uh, so then, of course, yeah, and I hollered back at Blake, and I got all the stuff rounded up. And thanks to my wife, she rounded most of the stuff up that was on the list uh, for me to go. And I don't know if you want want me to say oh, where oh, it was. Hold or, on, you had you actually had some things that were on the gear list with you. I had 
Now that frog tog, that $10 frog tog <laughs> rain suit, uh, I got at Academy and they went and got some, uh, the water filter and all that kind of stuff. So I, I had the rain suit, the water filter <laughs> and some of that, uh, you know, just miscellaneous stuff, the, the Nalgene, the Nalgene bottles. Well, if anyone was ever going to skimp on a rain suit, that was the course to skimp on it. Wasn't it? <laughs> Ooh, I tell you what, son. <laughs> Holy smokes, man. Um, all right. All right, I got to back up because uh, even going previous to Blake calling you, right? Blake called me first, and he says, uh, he says, Chad, <laughs> Blake, you ought to tell that story. Oh, yeah, first. <laughs> I, uh, I called Chad and said, hey, we had a guy back out on the, or not back out but he had something come up at work he wasn't able to, to make it to the trip and uh, i said do you got anybody in in mind you know that that um could fill a spot in short notice and he said no i don't and i don't have time to fool with it either <laughs> and i said huh all right then I said, well, I ain't asking you to dang fool with it. I'm just asking if you got any ideas of someone that could feel on such short notice. I don't know what he was so darn ticked about. And uh, and he said, no, I don't. Listen, it was like cornbread or something. And I said, dang, that's a good one. And so that's that story. But what was you so darn mad about? Well, you know, okay, what I'll tell you what I was upset about is because the, the gentleman that had to um, – that had to defer his entry. I wasn't, I, I'm not, I understand things happen in life, right? No, no hit on him. I mean, I get it, man. That happens. Last minute stuff comes up and you're not able to make it. That's cool. But I'm so passionate about these, these teams. When I put them together, it takes me a long time to put a team together. I mean, I go through all these hundreds of applications. It takes me a long time and I pick the right people that I feel like are the right people. Do the best I can. And so uh, this gentleman had to cancel like last minute. It was like a day before, a day or, or maybe two days before yeah. the actual course was going down. And so now I'm here, I'm like, man, there ain't no way I'm going to find somebody to fill this spot in 24 hours. And so here I'm thinking we're going to have to go out here on a team with um, with – one team member short, a seven-person team. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to fool with it. I can't find somebody to fill this spot in 24 hours. It's just it's impossible. And then he calls me, and I had done seen the email, and I had done went through this whole conversation in my head and made the determination that it was just going to be a seven-person team, and that's what we're going to do. And he called me. It's like, this email, I'm like, I already saw it. I don't have time to fool with it. We're not going to fill it in 24 hours. Um, then he asked me again. I said, well, well Brian, call Brian. The, and what's funny is, is we have had the opportunity to do this before. Yeah. And Brian, your name never has popped into my head. I just, I'm just like, Brian, you stay so busy, man. You just right. work all the time. Your physical fitness. I didn't know if you'd be ready to do something like that physically. Um, I knew you would you would grit through it, but I didn't want it just to I didn't want you to get hurt out there. You know what I mean? And so it's just this time 
You were the only person I could think of. I didn't even tell Chad you was coming on it either till like, I don't know what I asked you on Wednesday. Yeah. I didn't even tell him till Thursday we was headed down to that YPO speaking engagement. Yeah, that made my freaking day when you uh -huh. told me that. It really did. It made my whole day when you told me Brian was coming. So, really, I think there was some divine intervention yeah. going on here. Luckily, Chad didn't get so darn aggravated. He didn't let that interfere with that intervention because he was mad. Yeah, I mean, dude, uh, he wasn't. I mean, he wasn't that mad, but he was being a little bit. I wasn't going to fool with it. Right. I wasn't going to fool with it. So that's how that went. And so we get to the we we won't we won't tell the exact location, but we get to our meeting spot. We pull up, and I see Brian in a pair of cut off. BDUs, old school woodland camo, right? BDUs cut off, got a hole right in the knee, right above the cut off. On the left, <laughs> only on the left side. Yep. Um, white cotton socks, a brand spanking new set of Merrill boots. Yep. <laughs> and a a cotton t-shirt under a fishing shirt. A cotton t-shirt under a fishing shirt. And I never saw him change clothes the entire mission. So <laughs> did you ever change? I did not. No, I put stuff on top when I got cold. And yeah. I mean, I was, I was so wet the whole time. <laughs> I mean, why do I want to get them other clothes wet? Is this an ad for frog togs? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did frog, he come up and tell you? What did he come up and tell you? Hey. He admitted that them frog togs didn't cut the mustard, son. Absolutely not. Right on top of the ball, he said uh, these things just they ain't they ain't made for this this type of stuff. Uh -uh. Um, so man, did you? All right, you got the call. You rogered up for it. I, I see now why it was really an answer to, in my opinion, the prayer that you just asked for. Uh, I can see why you rogered up for it, but. I mean, on the drive up, man, or even in the when you got to the location and you were standing there with your team, were there what was going on in your head? Was there were there any nerves? What were you feeling, man? I, you know, I I, I thought to myself, you know, I knew it was a, a team building event just from things I'd heard, or that was my perce perception of it, and I knew it was going to be physically demanding, a hundred percent. I, I probably leaned a little too much onto what Blake said at the beginning because Blake told me on the phone, he said, look, been a lot more people in a lot worse shape than you show up, and they did fine. You're going to be fine. So, but I also knew Chad was involved, so I didn't, you know what I mean? I, I, I leaned hard on what, what Blake said at the beginning, so mm -hmm. I thought, well, it's going to be tough. But but that's about what it's going to be is tough. You know what I'm saying? And by, by doing fine, he meant they didn't die. <laughs> I know that now. <laughs> I, and, and I don't know how borderline those events might have been. You know what I mean? But uh, it, that's really all I expected. I expected some, some team building. You know, I, I had one person there. I'd noticed from Instagram, Big John and stuff. So that made me feel a little bit more comfortable. Not that I knew him, but, you know, I felt that I did have some knowledge of him. So, you know, there wasn't really any nerves about the other people there. Yeah. Yeah. What did you expect 
to get out of this? Well, being that 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 opportunity come up, I mean, within minutes after a prayer, you know, I I knew God was going to move somehow, either directly at me or through me. I mean, I just knew it. I felt it. I, I felt it as soon as I hung up the phone with Blake, you know. So anything like directly tangible, I don't think I had any expectation in and of itself. I mean, it's God said you're going. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, there's no way I can guess what God's going to do at all. I mean, I, I felt I felt I was being obedient and, and submitting to the process of going, and I, that's all I was looking for. Mm-hmm. That's how everybody should approach the yeah. basic course. That's a good mindset to start it with. <clears throat> yeah, it is. And, and I mean, you, you understand, people make this is a big commitment for people. Yeah, it, the going to the base course is a big commitment. Um, I mean, even just the the time it takes to people fly from all over the country to do this thing, man. That's a big commitment for us to go out there. Well, yeah, and, it, it I is. Mean, that's a lot. Yeah, like you said, a lot of time. It really is, man. Um, and you know, so I understand people do come in it with into it with some expectations, but the best way to approach these missions is. To have no expectations, to be yeah. honest with you. And you're going to get the most out of it if you approach it that way. That's the way this thing's designed. Well, and you can go into it and you cannot get what you should have gotten because you're trying to get what you expected to. You know, like, if you just go endure the process like you said, you'll know it's going to stick out to you. Oh, dang, I need to pay attention to that. I need to focus on that. And you take what you get instead of, trying to control what you're gonna yeah get from it i have to do that as an instructor too yeah i have to do the exact same thing relinquish the results to whatever is produced by the environment and by the team yeah um so we 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 get we we step off for this thing what 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 does it does it just seem like a Easy day at first. I mean, where are you at when we step off for this thing? Well, when we step off immediately um, and we get going, we're we're descending. You know, I, I wouldn't say rapidly, but pretty quick. Did you and think them trekking poles were stupid? That's what I was getting at because I didn't bring any trekking poles. And my wife even asked me, Cooney even asked me, you probably ought to get these trekking poles. They're on the list. I'm like, man, they don't nobody use them things. <laughs> You know what? I said, those are for pitchers and stuff. <laughs> and, uh, for skiing, downhill yeah. skiing, man. And when we got going, the, those morel boots were not the boots for what the, I what I was doing. I don't know. I, mean, I don't know nothing about hiking, so I'm not trying to act like I know what I'm talking about, but I was very glad that I had them because you, you and Nathan both asked me, do you want them? And I said no twice, and then I wound up with them in my hand. <laughs> And I was glad that I did. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, right off the rip, everybody was happy and chipper. And hey, what do you do for a living? Oh, I'm from Alaska. I'm from I'm from here, and I'm from California. And just happy go lucky, laughing, going down the hill. You know what I mean? And it gave it a, it gave it a, you know. Oh well, this is this is going to be some hiking and some camping. You know what I mean? Just a camping trip. Yeah, just a camping trip. All the all the way down to the river and that that's where the the first class took place 
uh, water filtration and river crossing, and which you know, which was awesome. The whole time I'm thinking to myself, well, I've you know I've done this before, not with a backpack. I don't know what what they weigh, twenty eight pounds maybe. I don't know if they're much. Son, if you got down to twenty eight pounds, you were doing good. Is it, so it's like mine's forty to fifty. Okay, usually. so so four, forty pounds or whatever. For some reason, I kept associating it with the weight from when I was policing. But when I policed, I weighed two hundred fifty pounds, and when I weighed myself on the morning to meet y'all, I was two eighty. Mm. So you know what I mean. I kept associating. Well, this is about twenty eight pounds, but that a lot of that might have been the the adjustment for my big fat body. You know what I mean? I wasn't picking up on the weight right. But hold on, did you weigh when you got back? I did. <laughs> what was it? Two seventy seven. <laughs> now that is two seventy seven on Tuesday, not Monday, which I hogged out. But oh, we'll, yeah. we'll get to that later on. Yeah. But um so yeah, when we got down to the river and uh like I said, I'd been thinking, well, I, you know, we do this in Cahutta, except I got a rifle on my back and a backpack with a couple of bottles of water and a, a skinning knife. You know what I mean? In case you kill something. And uh, y'all did that first class. And uh, I found that to be interesting. Never, man, we crossed creeks. Never thought of safety at all. And the and the way y'all taught that taught that was so simple that it was like, "Dad, bum, son, you could have broke your ankle or you know, fallen. Your kids could have got hurt down here, and you never even knowed it because that river was what at the deepest part, knee deep. Yeah, yeah. But it made so much sense." So you know that gave it a feel. Okay, we're we're gonna be learning some stuff. It's this you know this is this is jam up. Cause the only thing I'd ever heard up until that is y'all mentioned y'all just got back. Maybe a person or two on Instagram says something about the team they had been on yeah. or something else. So even even those expectations of what was going to be learned wasn't there for mm -hmm. me. You know what I mean? So I would say I don't remember how long the first the uh, that first day hike was. It was it was easy, the first day hike, you know, which was about what half a day hike. We went ahead and got good and wet. Oh yeah, man, it rained, and I'm not talking about rain. I'm talking about rain. <laughs> All y'all just stood there and took it too. <laughs> Chad teaching that, uh, teaching his class. Uh, let me tell you, y'all, y'all, y'all think we're joking about this rain? Oh, you man. know what I did on the drive home from that course from from our mission. I bought a $600 rain jacket. That's how that's how much it rained. Yeah. My boots literally just dried out um I think Sunday. So it it took them a week. Yeah. So we get down man, we get down to our first objective that uh for for the evening there. Um of course, I think I I I won Clint your swim buddy. I won him over with that fire. Yeah. I think that's what won him over. I, I think I think Clint was skeptical of my skills until he seen <laughs> that. And he said, All right, this choker knows what he's doing. Right. Right. <laughs> well, you know, I the whole time I thought to myself, now I've made a many a campfire, a many of them. And I thought to myself, I've never made a campfire that I'm usually 
pitching a fit at the boys. Y'all are finding the wettest wood in the world in the world. Where are y'all getting this wood from? <laughs> you know what I mean? And I I was mesmerized by it too. Absolutely. Sure was. That was a challenging fire. Yeah, everything there was soaking. I mean, how long did it rain while we were trying to get to the first objective? Two hours. Yeah, and I'm poured. talking poured down rain. It never dries up. And it, I think I'm pretty sure nobody, if they did, I didn't notice it had rain gear on then any of the team. Nobody broke their rain gear out. No, wasn't raining hard enough. <laughs> Well, it's still warm down in there. Yeah. Right. Down in there where we were at, we were still pretty low. Right. So, um, yeah, man. That, that, uh, but you know, you know, Blake and PN won't teach that fire starting class. You, are you afraid it won't get started? I, I really, uh, I just ain't as good at it. Look, when you are teaching that class, like, that's one part where, People have expectations. You know, like, you got one shot at this. Right. I can start one at, with with good dry wood. Oh, really? But Oh, really? <laughs> with the spark and all that deal, I can do that. But, yeah, when it gets to the wet wood, we got to turn. That's, that's why I hired Chad to come out there and be instructor on my course. There you go. He can, teach, he can start a good fire. How'd you rest that first evening? It was... <laughs> Was that your first night sleeping on the ground like that? No, I mean, I mean I, intentionally. No, I have you know hunting and stuff, but it, that now that when I say I have hunting, that's still beside the truck. That's still with the knowledge. If it gets too cold, I can hop in this truck and warm up. You know what I mean? Not too far. I mean, we've camped a bunch, you know, hunting, but not. I if I'm going back to the truck, it's going to be a good walk, like a show enough walk. <laughs> And that's what it would have been. So, so being deep through the country, yeah, that that was my first night ever being like that, you know, sleeping out out in the woods like that. So it was. I remember the grin. Chad has this grin that that he does when he knows he's 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 uh joshing you, so to speak, <laughs> giving you some bull crap. He smiled and he said, "Enjoy your in, intermittent sleep." And everybody sort of looked at each other like. What's he talking about? You know, we was all pretty tired. I, f I felt like I was going to show enough and go to sleep. <laughs> no. If I woke up once, I woke up 50 times. I think I slept better for the 20 minutes after daylight <laughs> that I slept than I did the entire night. The entire night. Ugh. But And I, I figured I was going to be out like a log, just knock slap out. But that wasn't the case. I wish I could have seen you and Clint packed in that freaking Z-Packs uh, freaking tent he had, son. It, it actually wasn't as tight as what it looked. Like, it looked like it was going to be super tight. Yeah. I don't, I don't even think we touched. Did y'all sleep, f like, feet to head or, like, head to head? Head to head. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Y'all had some meat in that tent, son. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So intermittent sleep, that's normal. That's part of the process. <clears throat> Get up the next morning. Talk me through, talk me through Saturday, which is the meat of the mission. <laughs> well, you know, up the next morning, that's when the, the team's going to start to form, right? That's going to team. Hopefully. Yeah. That's, that's when the team's going to start to form and, um, uh, 
Now I'm speaking for myself and my perspective and, and maybe what I'm picking up. I think I know some of the people there knew other people that had been on the basic course. So they, they sort of had a, a little idea of what was going on, but I think everybody knew the physicality was about to show enough ramp up, but I think that not knowing there was some nervousness, um, definitely among me, amongst me, amongst what I was thinking. Um, and, but I could sense some nervousness throughout the team too. It was sort of s- scattered. Everybody was trying to do their task. That was a sign to them. But you know, it was it was scatterbrained. You know what I mean? And I think it was all in an anticipation of what was about to come. Like from that morning, I felt rushed doing the simplest thing. Like I felt like I had to hurry up and rest for what was about to come next. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. And I and I know looking back now, now while doing it, I didn't see that it was detrimental to what actually. Instead of me worrying about hurrying up and resting, I could have been helping somebody else in the team or something like that. You know what I mean? Only only devoured with my one task, not worried about what else was going on. So from that morning right off the rip, I felt rushed myself and felt the nervousness around me and it may not have been everybody it may have may have been everybody but it's undeniable to feel it you know what i mean so we we finally get camp packed up and i I felt all that went fairly well ate breakfast got camp packed out and then we then we strike out to the i can't remember did we cross the river twice friday yeah but you only crossed it one time on saturday one time on saturday yeah and that easy hike across the river. Um, I can't. Did we have a class Saturday morning before we struck out? No. Uh-uh. Okay. Just rolled on out. We rolled on out and crossed crossed the river. The, uh, you know, the river crossing. I mean, everybody crossed. It was like um, some some slow. What are those things when um, the wildebeest? <laughs> We was all crossing in different areas. Yeah. Um, you know, the the guy, Jack, he said, why don't we all cross right here? And and that, that was one of the things. I didn't let anybody know that I had, and it wasn't that I was holding it from them, a plate, a screw, and some rebuilt tendons in my ankle. I was like, no, I'm not crossing them rocks. So me and my swim buddy, Clint, we go, we're the wildebeest going through the, the deep part, and the other yeah. one's crossing these rocks so that you know that was a little scatterbrained on all of our part partly because of me uh and we get over there and some people had been tasked with navigation and uh so so we was taking time trying to find out the direction to go and uh we started that direction and it was uphill and uphill and uphill and uphill and then about the seventh uphill is when I myself started to get frustrated with myself. I was slowing the team down, and I knew I was. I'm thinking to myself, here all these people have come. We had a person from Alaska, California, Texas, Florida, Pennsylvania, two from Georgia, one from Tennessee. Here these people have come to push their self. They, everybody knew they was going to be pushed. And – but here I am slowing all of them down. 
And that that's when I I started. Oh, Blake, who dude me on this? This <laughs> this right here is not no joke. About the seventh, about the seventh switch back. You know, I don't know if you remember when we used to coon hunt, and we used to coon hunt, and y'all would fly to the dogs. You know what I mean? And I'd get to the dogs, and then we'd fly back, and a lot of times y'all'd stop and wait on me. Now, I'd get there to you, and then everybody would take back off. Mm-hmm. I I remembered how much I hated that on that trip because I was like, dang, man, these jokers get to rest for 30 and 45 seconds, and it's all my fat tail can do to catch them in 30 and 45 seconds. Then we're gone again. You know what yep. I mean? So, little weird stuff like that was coming into my head, you know, and, and it was totally all – my frustration from being out of shape you know um so we kept battling uphill kept battling uphill i i i remember we had briefly talked about taking breaks water breaks now i'm coming into this thing as for lack of better words a moron on nutrition like there's a lot of things that are common sense if you eat healthy you're eating natural you're eating fruit you're eating stuff like that but as far as hunting like we do, eight, nine miles a day, not all uphill, you know, with numerous, oh, let's sit up here and, and glass with the binoculars and see what we can say. Oh, what was that? I heard something and you wait for an hour. That's nothing like what we was doing. Nothing. Mm-hmm. So you don't, in, in that environment of hunting, you don't think about no nutrition. Or, I got two bottles of water. <laughs> Yeah. There's a case in the truck. When I get back, if I get thirsty, I got a case of water in the truck. Yeah. You know what I mean? So um, I don't remember how many hours in that we was in that um, I think everybody could feel. I want to say it was encouragement, but I'm only speaking for myself from y'all, the instructors. There was there was things coming out. If y'all don't figure this out, it's not going to be good. You know what I mean? Or, you know, lead and be led. Y'all need to do something. Y'all need to do something. And I I think the team felt we was falling apart quick. Yeah. And um, so it the decision was made. And I, I knew when Nathan said that to me, he said, lead and be led. I knew he meant two things. I knew he said I knew he was telling me we can only go as fast as the slowest person, and I was the slowest person. So I needed to tell somebody what I needed. I knew that. But I also knew I was gonna have to give up some weight. And it took me about what do y'all I mean y'all y'all was there about an hour to break that ego to say, okay, I'll get I'll give it up. Cause they had, some of the team had made mention to it a couple of times. And to be honest, some of the times I was breathing so freaking hard. I didn't want to spend the energy to say nothing. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? I didn't want to stop and have to say yes or no or or have a conversation. And my swim buddy, Clint, he's, one time he asked me, he said, well, what do you need, Brian? And very selfish response out of frustration, I just need to get there. And, man, this was still early on in the day. Did you know how long, you, how much further you had to go to get there? Not an idea. <laughs> Not an idea at all. This wasn't even lunch yet. 
You know what I yeah. mean? Oh, yeah. I didn't know. It. I remember when you said that. Yeah. I was standing right there. And um, so that <laughs> that went on. And finally, the decision was made, all right, we're going to take some weight from corn from me. And um, by, by that time, I'd done, I'd done swallowed the ego enough to realize, hey, and it went back to the here. These people have come from all around, you know, just – it's it's not about you. It's about their experience too. That was still wasn't the team mentality thing. That was still the we're doing a hiking trip, yeah, type thing. Everybody needs to have as much fun as they can. Yeah, you see what I'm saying. And uh, they took some weight off, and and it helped. And then I think I was moved to the front after lunch. I think I, I I can't remember the exact. Time. It took a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my, if it was before lunch, it wasn't much before lunch. Um, so finally, we make it to the next objective, which was lunch, and um, we have a a more in depth nav- navigation class. And um, now, were you in any position to learn there? Because I noticed something about you, even though you would push really hard and you would be in a you'd be in the deep in the pain cave once you stopped it seemed like you recovered and you were able to contribute very quickly right right. i'm glad you said that because there was a i forgot about this i've experienced cramping in my calves before but for for whatever reason overworking them not enough potassium whatever it may be uh, in my calves at night when i sleep Used used to happen all the time. So while we was hiking, we come to we finally come to one of the few downhill spots. And as I was going down, my the inside of my thighs and the groin, <laughs> I mean cramped, almost brought me to my knees. That's I mean, a bad it, spot to cramp. I, <laughs> and I and I that was the first time I actually said, I think that was one of the few times that I had talked before then. I said, look, guys, I'm cramping bad, like bad. And it, it hurt. It Not only did it hurt so bad, it stopped me. Like, you know what I mean? It was like I couldn't move my hip. It was so tight. And my swim buddy, Clint, had some concoction that he made up himself with some sea salt and some magnesium and stuff like that. And I'm telling you, I was, I was surprised. I mean, it was two minutes after I drank that. It was gone. Mm-hmm. I mean, absolutely gone. But yeah, when when we would stop, I I, I felt like I would recover fairly quick, un, until like um, my knees would have to really tote weight. You see what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like it was one thing to shuffle your feet, but when my knees really started bending and I was showing enough toting all my upper body weight and the backpack weight, that would that would wear me out fairly quickly. And uh, so we, we got to the navigation class, and my legs started cramping up again. I noticed I noticed at lunch, as I was sitting there eating, and I don't know why I was doing it. I, I don't know. I would chew each bite about 150 times. <laughs> it was like I couldn't swallow it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was like I couldn't swallow it. Strangest thing I've ever done while eating. And I was like, am I going to be able to eat this bagel? Like I had to make myself eat this bagel. And uh so we had the navigation class. There was something else that, that we did that Saturday. We leave out of there and we do we we do our section 
by ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The section, the section by ourselves, and that was by far, even including the Friday, that was by far the easiest part of the whole weekend. That's a nice section. Yeah, very, very little incline at all. I mean, it's almost flat. Yeah, and um, got some time to 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 really think. Um, I got to regroup on why I think God put me there. You know what I mean? I got to, I, I thought a lot about my family, um, a lot about some friends. Um, I did a lot of crying. You know what I mean? It don't take much to make me cry. Y'all know that. But I did a lot of crying, man. It was so beautiful. The fog had rolled in. Yeah. The fog had rolled in, and it was actually the first time I got to see, like, the trees. Mm-hmm. and the different plants i got to see what acorns was falling you know what i mean i got to really take in what was surrounding me get out of your head yeah yeah just get out of my head and that, that i mean that hike probably lasted 30 minutes didn't it it's somewhere around there yeah yeah and that that was i think you know looking back on you can say well if this didn't happen or this didn't happen I, I think if that didn't happen, if I hadn't had that, I don't want to say I wouldn't have because, you know, we don't know. But I don't know if I would have made it without stopping at that objective for the day. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? That was – it really got me to wind back in. Um, you know, I, I had some gratitude for some things that were going on in my life, you know. Um, I was grateful that my wife and Cooney – you know, stayed out till 11 o'clock at night getting all this stuff because I was going to come slap even bare minimum than what y'all seen me with. <laughs> oh, I, I know you would, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, man, you know, I, I got so much going on with my family. I'm so grateful for them. I, I began to have gratitude for these people that I just met, you know what I mean, for taking my load, giving me the magnesium, you know, saying, you got it, corn, keep on going, you know, you're – you're doing fine. It's, you know, just keep moving. Grateful for y'all and what y'all was teaching us. You know, I got I got the feeling of gratitude. I th- I think I probably moved the fastest on that intentionally, you know, to, to get back to the team because I was feeling a lot better mentally then mm-hmm. toward the end of that hike. And uh, for sure then, once I got back to the team, I was in front then. For sure, but there was a there was a sense when when we the team was now um, tasked with the navigation. Hundred percent, hundred percent. There was a sense of there was still a sense of if y'all take me down the wrong trail, one of these steep trails, and we have to come a mile out this high trail, it might be detrimental to us getting to where we're going. In a reasonable amount of time, there was still some some selfish notes in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So so we take off, go, and there was one section of it. It felt good. You know, everybody had I had slowed everybody down, and I I can't remember if it was you or PN that said, "Hey, corn, there's a yellow jacket's nest up there." Yep. And and this is sort of weird, but I thought to myself. I mean, this sounds goofy, but I thought to myself, well, if these yellow jackets are up here, 
all the all this bull crap I just put these people through. I'm I'm going to eat these ye- yellow jackets for these people so they can get by. You know what I mean? But that's when I noticed that my mind was really. I thought I was good, but we cl- we climbed like two small hills before we started. We started a, da- a descent, and then where the yellow jackets nest was was relatively flat. Yeah. Right. And I don't know if y'all noticed. I picked up speed. I'm like I'm finding these yellow jackets before it gets the team. And I don't – I think then my mind was really starting to mess with me. And I, I don't know dehydration, not enough food. Probably you a know, little of both. That that morning I ate oatmeal and like a, a Nutri-Grain bar. And then, like I said, man, it took all I could do to eat that bagel. Now, they lunch. still make Nutri-Grain bars, dude? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't seen a Nutri-Grain bar <laughs> yeah. in a minute, son. Yeah. It uh, it t- it was all I could do, man, to eat that bagel. I I'd, I'd never experienced. It. I don't know what was going on. Your body was freaking out, dude. I was. You might have been a little dehydrated then, too. I mean, y'all y'all as a team probably stopped for a packs off break zero times. Yeah, from the <laughs> yeah yeah that uh. The rain started, I guess. You might as well just talk about when it stopped. Yeah. I mean, it was raining. It, <laughs> it was never raining. stopped, dude. It was pouring. I remember when, yeah, I remember when that rain, you remember it thundered. Mm-hmm. It started thundering a little bit, right? And that was right on the front edge of that, whatever that front was coming through, the thunder was right on the front edge of it. Well, once that front edge pushed through, I looked at PN looked at me and he we all looked at each other and it was one of them rains where you knew yep. all right this one's gonna be here for a while put your rain pants this on. this ain't no summertime passing shower you when you spend enough time in the wilderness you got come to understand the weather mm. and there's just there was just a feel about that front that right. when it pushed through it wasn't going nowhere. And it stayed right right there with us. We suited up then. I, I put on my rain jacket. I didn't put on the britches. You still consider that a rain jacket? <laughs> that is um that's just something to keep the backpack from rubbing a blister on my back now. That's a that's a rain tog, is what that is. Yeah. <laughs> I think a frog tog is is really meant for your mental um your 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 mentality, right? Because it's something that you can put on that keeps the rain drop from hitting you directly, right? It hits the frog tog, and it makes you feel like you're not in the rain. Right. <laughs> but what you don't understand is all that frog tog does is when the rain drop hits it, it just kind of spreads apart and just disseminates itself across the surface of your skin. Right. Yeah. Right. So... Everybody sort of suited up with what they was going to wear. I didn't put I didn't put my britches on my rain britches, and uh, then like you know that morning the uphill was showing up uphill, but after lunch, after that small descent, and then the flat where the yellow jackets were, which we never seen the yellow jackets, but they died out. Yeah, thank God they didn't want to come out in that rain. <laughs> no, oh. we saw their we saw their hive. You did, but it, it they had died out. Something had dug them up a month ago, and <laughs> I guess they couldn't recover from it. Okay, so once that flat stop stop, 
I, I was thinking to myself, okay, we got to be getting close to where we're going. I'd, I'd done lost track of time. I knew we had been walking two hours, three hours past lunch. And then the, and it may have happened before then, then the relentless uphill started. And it wasn't so steep. It was just constant. And that's when I started noticing. I, I So I thought to myself, okay, Chad says, just look at the next tree, get to the next tree. I was so tarred physically. If I would look past about 60 foot, I was stumbling. And, and I began to notice in my stumbling, in my stumbling, I was exerting so much energy to catch my balance back. Mm-hmm. And that was what I felt as if that was wearing me out even more. And uh, I literally got, literally got to where I was one foot in front of the other. That backpack had rubbed a, a blister on me, on my back. And you know, the bottom of my back felt like fire. Oh, I and, bet. And uh, so I'm one foot in front of the other. And I've got a lot of encouragement coming from the back. You know, good work, Brian. Good work, Corn, coming from y'all too. You know, I heard a lot of just keep going. Don't stop. You got it. You got it. You got it. You got it. Well, it got to a point to where if I if I did have good breath, if the grade did slack out a little bit, then I still didn't have my legs. Like I couldn't even feel them. I, I physic- I've never been in a position – where I felt like my eyesight was helping my legs more move than my huh? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, no, I don't. I've never experienced that. So, so then if I had my legs, if my legs felt like they were good and had some more in them, then my fat tail couldn't breathe. You know what I mean? And uh, you're just battling those two problems back and forth, back just, and forth, just back and forth, back and forth. And I remember coming up. So, so I quit looking to the next tree. I quit looking to the next root. I quit looking to the next rock. And it was one foot in front of the other. And I remember one time, and this really freaked me out. And um, I come up to it. There was a small vine coming out of like some mountain laurels. And this vine was no bigger around than a pencil. And uh, my left leg brushed up against that vine. And I visually seen the vine and as i looked at my right foot to bring it forward i felt and i've held live timber rattlers i know what they feel like i felt and now this wasn't looking at my leg but i seen it in my mind i felt a timber rattler wrap around my leg and bite through my sock and i i jumped and it was uh Big John and Lily was behind me. And Big John said, whoa, did he jump out and get you? And he said, no, it was a vine. It was a vine. And I think, I think I can't say that it freaked them out, but, I mean, I, I lifted my foot up, moved my sock down, you know, and I thought, dude, you just I, – I didn't want to say I was hallucinating, you know what I mean? And I thought about it even days after. What did I hallucinate? But that's the only thing it could have been. Oh yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> yeah. And and uh Big John said, No, you're okay. It was just a vine. It was just a vine. Right back to one foot in front of the other. And Lily said, I think we need to pray. And Big John started praying. And I'm talking, dude, he had me 
here I am can barely get up this mountain is what I'm thinking. I'm like, God, how much longer is this going to be? <laughs> Long and, ways. And now he's praying behind me and I'm literally ugly face crying everything except the sound because I can't breathe hard enough to do the hoo 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 Yeah. I mean, I'm, uh, this man is praying for me. And then at the end, he's like, you know, tell us how strong you are, corn. Tell us, you know, you're strong. Tell us, dude, I couldn't do it. You know, I was, I was crying. I was winded in the rain on and on and on and on. And only because, only because I'd been on a few mountains before, nothing like that. When I felt that wind pick up, when I felt that wind pick up, that, that was a help. Cause I said, we've got to be to the top of something. We've yeah. got to be getting to the top of something. And I think that was a little bit of boost. John praying for me, definitely. Lily suggesting the prayers. Everybody behind us, Clint, Kelly, Jack, Greg, all of them. Devlin, you know, keep going, Corn. You got it. Good work, good work, good work. Um, but I could tell, and this might have been my mind messing with me again, I could tell, I, I told myself, I said, you got about an hour left, and you just – you ain't going to be able to do it. And when we got to that hay field, and those, well, not hay field, but that open area, and that wind was up, I was like, anything has got to be down from here because this wind is starting to get it. Yeah. And uh, But I think, I, I honestly think I had about, it, if it would have been an hour, I'd have been surprised. But I was surprised I made it, to be honest with you. I called on God. I said the whole time after about, a you know, a good – a third of it left. God, please be with me. You know, I'm saying that in my mind. Just please be with me. Please be with me. God, be with me. I'm saying that verbally, you know, low in breath. I'm saying that in my mind. And if if I ever stopped and thought, okay, that's where we're going to be camping. That's our next objective. Man, I would fall to pieces. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'd get winded a lot quicker. I'd stumble more. You know what I mean? And, uh. But finally, we made it to camp. Finally, we made it to camp. Out of water. I was out. I could tell I was dehydrated. My, Like I said, that blister on my back felt like far, but my face, my face felt like it was going to explode. Like, it, it felt, you ever seen somebody's face when it's flustered and it's real red? You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, my face felt like it was going to explode. It really did. Well. That's a long day, man. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. a long day. And and after all that, you guys finally hit the objective for your team. Right. All right. Every team's different. If you're listening to this, every team is different. But for your team, that ended up being the objective. But the work won't over, was it? No. That's no. when that's when stuff got real. Yeah. What did you think about that whole situation? Well, <clears throat> when we had to set up camp, it was um, the 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 thought of, man, okay, we're here, was gone pretty dang quick. It was gone pretty quick. The wind, by now, doesn't put them, them, them britches on, them rain britches on, because now soaking wet, I mean, soaking wet from day one, you know, 
You're in a cloud. In a cloud. So it don't matter if it's raining or not. It's like a, a 150% humidity. You're right. in a cloud. Yeah. Now we got to set up camp. We, uh, and it, it was, t- to me, it wasn't strange only because I have a, a, a different perspective of, of knowing you the majority of your life. You know what I mean? But I, I could tell people, people were feeling rushed because Chad was standing there like, because he was the instructor for that day. You know what I mean? And, oh, am I, it was a sense of, am I doing this wrong? Am I doing this right? Am I doing it? I mean, some second and third and fourth guessing. Yeah, even on myself, you know what I mean? I I was tasked with getting firewood, and this place had been picked clean of firewood. There was not a single piece of firewood to be had. I don't even know y'all planned on getting the fire going. I saw you come back with a stick about the size of this pole right here. One, You had one stick in your hand. Right, right. And uh, finally I said, look, man, what else y'all need me to do? There is no firewood here, none. I mean, we're going to have to get deep to get firewood. And um, we all just helped each other set up our tents, get the, you know, get the kitchen tent going and, and setting up, trying to get, trying to get ready to eat food. I, I tell you, it was, I wanted to go to bed. You know, I wanted to let the bottom of my feet felt like rocks. You know what I mean? Just felt, they just felt hard as crap. You That's know when I mean? you start growing, man. Yeah. When you get to that point. Where you just want to go to bed, where you just want it to be over, right. but you but it ain't over. That's where you start growing. Or when you have no water, and the water source is coming out of a half inch PVC pipe, slower than I urinate. <laughs> and it ain't no easy and, task and, getting down to that. And you are thirsting to death, and you got all this rain falling on you. <laughs> And you're so freaking thirsty, and that water's just, <laughs> and then you still got to filter that mess after you finally get the back filled up. But yeah, I, I see exactly what you're saying. That's when you, you know, the perseverance. You just keep going, man. You just, you still got stuff you got to do. Yeah, and everybody did great on that. Nobody gave up, in my opinion. Everybody did, did awesome. Um, the we ate Blake and Blake and Nathan cooked. Man, I was so glad they was cooking. I was, you know, I was just like, man, I'm so glad they're cooking. Cause I, I mean, to be straight, I didn't want to have to cook. I was wore out, dude. I was, and that that was still some. I would have cooked. And I mean, y'all know I would have cooked, but I was so glad to see somebody else cooking. And um. I remember when we sat down for after actions report and, um, and and this isn't to take anything away from anybody in the team. This is just, um, I feel like this is what happened. You know what I'm saying? Nobody quit at all. And, um, everybody did the best that they could, but we didn't realize how good we could do. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. We didn't realize how good we could do as a team. You know what I mean? Uh, 
with expectations. You know, I didn't expect it to be as physically tough on me. For some of the people, I felt it wasn't that bad for them. You know what I'm saying? That that's just me. But but I'm thinking to myself, how can it be this bad on somebody else? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because and and I'll get to I'm jumping ahead a little bit. Blake said something, remind me that you said something at the end of it is why I feel this way. Um and I, but I knew they was in pain. Not that I could take more pain than anybody else. That's not what I'm saying. I knew that they was in pain and they was all tired. Um, but when we had that after actions report and, uh, I really, I didn't realize any of this until you said some of the things you said, you see what I'm saying? I was still goal oriented. We got to where we got, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Which is a huge achievement. Right. But that's not, but that's not what we're out there to do is pat each other on the back about what we did good. That's right. And, um, but you said to me, you said, I can't remember verbatim. Maybe you can. You said, um, Brian, when you need to ask for help, why don't you ask for help? And what other areas in your life are you doing the same thing? And, dude, that was like you drop kicked me. Not personally. It was the truth. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Here I have, and it goes right back to what I just said. How could anybody be? having the same amount of pain as me because I can tote all the burden, right? Like I can have all the pain. And until you said that, that was my thought. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah. And, um, man, that just hit me hard. And I think finally when I got some water in me, uh, I don't really understand the the nutrients with the food and the, the science behind that, but I felt when I finally got about 32 ounces of water in me, I could really start to think better and comprehend, you know, what was going on. Mm-hmm. I don't know the levels of dehydration, but I know I was messed up. Oh, yeah. I mean, I know, you know, you, first off, you got a 280-pound man um, that really doesn't know anything about keeping his health safe, his health in that type of environment. So I can't really articulate, but I know I ain't never been that way before. Period. Yeah. Not even close. You, you were know. behind on calories, nu- nutrition, and water. Yeah. Yeah. You were behind on everything. Right. It was just, but it was your team's decision. Everybody in the team was behind. Yeah. Yeah. It was just your team. It's the way you, again, you guys weren't operating at your maximum capacity. And the interesting thing about your team is you guys were simply just tough enough to get to where I wanted you to go that day, um, you were tough enough. That only works until it doesn't work. Right. And it wouldn't have been much longer, and it wouldn't have worked anymore. Right? Y'all didn't get y'all didn't get to that point. It's simply because you guys were tough. Probably right. one of the toughest groups yeah. we've had as far as just sheer toughness goes. Right. Yeah. So we get we get food and the the, the after uh, actions report uh, from from y'all three and uh, I think then I think then and you said some of those similar things that night I think then it started to click with everybody I, I really do I th- I think it 
I think it started to click. I slept good that night, even though I was soaking wet. Thank, thank the Lord. My wife made sure I had three pairs of socks, so I got to put on a dry pair of socks every night. I slept, I slept good that night, really good. Mm-hmm. And um, the morning come, and we had some. Um, I don't, I can't remember what PN called it, some uh, reflection time or something along those natures. And you know, I, I realized some things, you know, and. It, like I said, when Blake said at the end, when it, when we got done with it, Blake said, y'all had to go up that mountain to get all that stuff out. And f- for where I was at, I felt like a lot of the things that I realized that morning, I had to about kill myself. Yeah. To get to... Yeah. To realize that. Because I... On, I'm not trying to act like I'm tough or big and bad, and I could take myself to the limit of death, right? I'm not trying to say that. But, dude, if I've ever took myself as close as I could, it was going up that place. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Without, without a yeah. doubt, at 280 pounds. And, yeah, it. I, th- I think a lot of the things that I realized, I think I forgot some stuff I should have done already forgot going up that mountain i I think i think a lot of things was washed out of my head i really do Mm -hmm. going up that mountain uh you know i realized that a lot of a lot of obstacles in my life me being able to to totally submit to the lord or are because of ego and anger and frustration and i you know that it took however many hours dude of frustration to break down the ego, to to let some people tote some of my weight, and to get to get mad and make a smart mouth comment of I just need to get to the end, to really wash some of that out of my head, you know, because it like I said it got to a certain point I had man I had things going through my head that were just crazy. Oh man, you 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 need I thought you need to quit the podcast. You can't do the podcast. I got a buddy that's. Uh, I'm going to go run a 15K with up in Ohio. I was like, man, you can't run this 15K. You can't even get up this hill, you know. You're running this trip for these people. Some whacked out stuff, man. You know what I mean? And it was frustration because I was not in shape. It was frustration that, you know, I'm 45 years old and I'm ill-prepared to do something like this. It it was all kinds of things. I seen a rattlesnake bite me. What the crap, dude? Yeah. You know what I mean? See, that's normal stuff to me, man. (laughs) That's completely normal. Right. Well, yeah, I I don't like the normal of being bit by a rattlesnake. But do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I mean, just some some really really crazy stuff. That's wild how you were having all those thoughts, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I said, how oh, you need to quit these podcasts. You don't need to be doing this. You got what are you even doing here? You know what I mean? Why? Yeah. Why? Doubting, you know, in the in the time of I don't know what you call it, mental anguish or pain or or a culmination of both. Go to doubting what I knew God sent me to do. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Oh, 100 percent. 
And uh, it's like it's like when they purify gold or silver. You know, it, it gets so hot, and all those impurities come up to the top, and they scoop all that stuff out, and it leaves you with the pure metal. That's all it was. You was just in that moment. All those impurities of yourself were coming to the top, and like you said, you you're able to forget a lot of that stuff and wash a lot of that stuff away. Yeah, it uh, man, it was powerful. It and I I still from from the experience itself the the to, the totality of it um i think i'm getting a grasp on it i think of of what i but that second day in and of itself it's not a mental block it's just like holy crap dude really you know what i mean mm-hmm. and like first off start with the things that are are that i could see i can't believe i made it without stopping and that was not me that that was I called on God the whole time. That was prayers from Big John. That was encouragement from the team. That was from having these two young men now that are doing what the Lord has led them to do. Their principles that they talk about. How could I show up for y'all and stop? Couldn't do it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, you had a you definitely had an added layer, I think of if you want to call it pressure. Yeah. You know, because we we do know each other so well. Um but you know, man, <clears throat> it's wild because you're essentially describing the exact reason why I live my life the way that I live and why I train and run and race and push to the points that I push is to experience the exact same thing that you experienced out there on that portion of your mission that day. And there ain't no shortcut in it. And, and I, I have to believe that a contributing factor to the, the mental health epidemic that we have in our nation and just the confusion and the frustration and all these things that the the a large part of society has to deal with each and every day is a byproduct of them not taking the time to go out and do something like what you did right in order to wash that stuff away right so not only to learn new lessons but to wash all that crap out of your head, right, and get to this this healthy place. Now, the thing about it is, is it's not a one and done. You gotta, yeah. You gotta keep doing that. Right. You ain't got to do it every month, you know. But about twice a year, you got to come up with something that's gonna take you there. Yeah. Because. All this crap that we're weighted down with every day, day in and day out, it starts to just reaccumulate. It's not a one and done, you know. Right. Um, but most people aren't willing to do it. That's the simple fact of the matter. Most people just aren't willing to do it. Right. You know, and so they they reap the fruits of that, yeah. which aren't good fruits. They don't right. sit well with the old stomach. Um, 
But no, man, you guys, y'all did, man. Y'all really, you guys really turned it around as a team that next day. Right. Absolutely. That 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 next morning, um, like I said, I think it's a culmination of the the after actions report, a few changes in the team, um, and then that morning of reflection, and the, you know, a lot of people. I don't want to say what anybody else said, but a lot of people I think got some some deep things out, some deep thoughts out. Uh, which which helped me also too, and I, I hate to sound so selfish, but helped me also realize going back to what you said that everybody was in some type of place themselves. Yeah, you know what I mean. Going up that, um, and then it when we got camp up, man, it was just like somebody flipped a light switch. It was a, I mean, it was a team. Period. It and it it was unexplainable. When we when we started out now now day three was a descent now a descent I don't know the and I guess it probably don't matter what what rating that trail would have been or or whatever but it was a show enough to descent and I I loved having those trekking poles again for that because if I didn't have those trekking poles I probably wouldn't have made it too and I hate to keep saying I probably wouldn't have made it but I probably would have snapped my leg off. You know what I mean? So, nasty, the, ain't it? Those were a blessing. I've never climbed a rock to go downhill. I've never climbed over a rock to go downhill. Yeah. And, I, you know, I'm not talking like what you see, somebody scaling a rock, but I'm talking about show enough climbing a rock to go downhill and wondering, okay, fatty, when you get to the other side of this thing, it's going to be slick. What you going to mm-hmm. do when you get over here, you know? I know right this spot you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, but man, it was a team. Everybody, everybody was determined to help each other for the team, you know? Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, like day two to me, for me, my perspective, uh, and I don't, and nobody pushed me in this way or whatever, but day two, for whatever reason, I had to get to where we was going as quick as I could. You know what I mean? I had to get to wherever we was going as quick as I could. And I don't I don't know. Like I said, I think it started that morning from me feeling so rushed. And it wasn't anything y'all said or whatever. It was just the not knowing about what was going on. I knew there was going to be a physical challenge. And I think I wanted to get it over as quick as I could. Mm-hmm. And it, man, did I blow up early. Worried about the goal and not worried about – worrying about – what to do, not how to do it. That's right, yeah. And it, I blew up early. Uh, so day three, man, we, I mean, we was a team. As the navigation, you know, was was a lot more crisp. There was a slight mishap, but, you know, got everything got calculated back together and got to rolling, and I think we moved more efficiently. The, we had less water day three. Uh, then we did day two, and uh, I don't think it ever was an issue. Yeah, at all. I'm, I was still dehydrated from day two. Well, yeah, you, you know? can't catch back up in R- one night, right? Yeah. Uh, but I don't feel like the water that we had um, was an issue for what the mission that we had. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think everyone was more cognizant 
of what each person needed. You you said something on day two, and um, you said, so I don't understand why somebody asks somebody if they're okay. What is the answer you think you're going to get? Are you good? I'm good. Yeah. And I thought about that, and I, I've done that my entire life. You know what I mean? My, somebody said, you good, man? I'm good. No, you know what? I may be a little ticked off. I might be hungry. Uh, I might I might be sad. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm, I might need to ask you to pray with me, pray over me, pray for me. But, no, I'm going to say I'm good because I can tote the burden, right? Yep. What I've got is mine, and that, that, that stuck with me. You know what I mean? And um, how, how you can redirect a question to be more specific. You know, and it, even if you think how you, when you look at somebody's, Blake, you good? You know, I'm not, or Blake, man, you hungry, dude? You know what I mean? You <laughs> yeah. feeling, you feed all right? You know what I mean? It takes a lot more even physical action looking mm-hmm. eye to eye, you know what I mean, to connect with somebody. Do you really care? What's going on? Or you just want to make sure we can keep moving? Yeah. And that that was, I think that was jam up. I, I, I was blown away by, you know, Big John said to me that morning, he said, all right, Corn, lead us home. And I felt he really meant it. He, not that he wanted to go home. He wanted me to lead, go. Yeah. Let's do this. You're yeah. in the front. You know, and there was a, it got to some, uh, that's what I was getting at. I don't know what what the scale of trail it was or whatever, but some of it was, you know, I don't I, tedious. I mean, you had to be um, deliberate on where you put your feet. That that I think day three was the patience and deliberate uh, as far as the physical aspect was mm-hmm. was solid. You had to be patient. You had to be deliberate, or you was going to break your foot off. You was gonna fall on somebody else. Some some of that stuff, um, I didn't even know what a single track trail was until Big John told me. But some of that stuff, either on the left or right, or at times on both sides, is almost straight down. We've had someone fall off that mountain. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad it wasn't me. Yeah. It ain't pretty. <laughs> and uh so you had to be and it's raining again. Day three, it is raining again. And when I'm talking about going over rocks, I'm talking about going over rocks, man. I'm not talking about stepping over a stone. I'm talking about going over a rock. Rocks, plural. You know what I mean? So I I think everybody got that, you know, that, and man, it just clicked. And I I felt like day three, though it was physically tasking, don't, don't get me wrong. But I think because of the proficiency of the team, it it felt a lot better. Oh, hundred percent. It, it went yeah. a lot smoother. Um, I think a lot of the the I was to be honest with you, I was sort of looking forward to an uphill. Mm-hmm. Because I paid attention to where we was at when we left out, and I I could tell, and I even told. Uh, one of the teammates, I said, we're going to come off this one spot that we looked up when we left. I knew where we was coming off at. And I said, I bet that's going to be a hill. And I was perfectly fine with it in my head. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't a – because day two, halfway through it, man, I was dreading the rest of that mess. 
You know what I'm saying? And that was gone, dude. The team was there. That's all. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. It was the shift yeah. in the. It was the formation of the actual team. Right. And the terrain is actually what the the last day was actually harder for you guys than any terrain you guys passed the the second day. Right. The the you know the second day could could have been just as fruitful and 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 easy and efficient as that third day right but it just shows you how when you go from eight individuals moving across a piece of terrain to eight individual eight people that are that are moving as one organism across terrain how it shifts and it becomes so much easier yeah right yeah it's a it's a i mean it's a beautiful thing that's what i want to see happen from every team some teams that doesn't happen. And 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 then I get down, I get to the end of this thing, man, as an instructor, and I really feel disappointed, man. I re- cuz some teams it don't happen. But the ones that it does happen, which is the majority, I would say the majority yeah. of them it does happen. Um it's just so rewarding, man. Cause you really don't see that anywhere else in regular life. It's funny to me how people in business or or in at work, you can work with the same people for twenty freaking years, man, and it never clicks like I like we can get it to click in three days, right? I, you know. I don't understand I don't understand why more companies don't send teams to do this. It's like cuz they don't understand it themselves at the high at the top level they st- they themselves don't understand. It. I see these companies, man. I, I mean, I I get to I get to spend time with these people and I see them and, and like they act like they want to do better. They don't really want to do better, man. Maybe it maybe it is because they're just ignorant to it. But we can literally do more in three days than you're gonna do in ten years or twenty years just in the day to day. Even even if you're trying to to bring people in and, and do this. No, man, you got to get out and do it, son. Right. There ain't no freaking shortcuts, man. I mean, I have worked in corporate America, and and the problem is, is that they don't actually care about the people. They, they want to tell you how to do this better, how to do this better, give you tool, and it's all surface level things for the job. And they don't truly care about your character and your person, and that's where the growth happens, right? Like you, you, yeah, nourish that, and then everything else. Like they're gonna figure out how to do a better job because they want to. It's in, it's who they are now. Versus saying, hey, you can do this better like this, and you can do this better like this, and why don't y'all work to better together like this? I mean, that don't do nothing. You go to classes, and, I mean, you're not getting at the root of production well, you or know, productivity. I, I, you have to, to do that, I, I guess, in a job setting, you have to want to do it. Yeah. All right, so you take yourself and you put yourself one day back in the woods, Right. You may want to be there, but you are now one day that you have to get out. So when you put that have to there, 
there, there, there's got to be some type of swap. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's, there's got to be that, that have to, and that want to you, we all wanted to be there, but at the end of day, it like day one and a half. Now you are in a have to situation to get out of the woods. Mm-hmm. Regardless if, regardless if, if you say, all right, I'm not moving no more. Let, let's let's say you say, oh, I'm just not moving no more. I'm camping right here. You're still a day and a half in the woods. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna you're gonna roger up. So as you say, sooner or later to get out of the woods. You know, there that canopy's too tight. Ain't no helicopter coming in there to lift you out. No. You know what I'm saying? That's what we always say. You can't quit on the mountain. Yeah. So yeah. I, I I think the have to. Put yourself in a have to situation because you want to. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. If those companies put themselves in a have to situation because they want to, they they could build some teams. Oh, a hundred percent. It took me, it look, it took God dragging me up that mountain to realize that. Mm. Yep. Yep. Sure did. It's a rewarding job, man. For me, when I see yeah. it click like you guys clicked, it, it really is, man. And, you know, going back to that are you good thing that Brian mentioned earlier, I want to say my two cents on that, and we'll get ready to shut it down here in a minute. But when you ask your when you ask one of your team members or one of your family members or just somebody you're out on a mission with or trying to accomplish something with, when you look at them and ask them, hey, man, are you good? You're not actually asking them if they're good. What you're doing is you're actually telling them that you're good. Like, I, if I say, Brian, are you good? What I'm actually saying is, Brian, I'm good. Uh, let's keep moving. Because if somebody has the capacity to look at you and say, hey, are you good? That means they're good. And all they want to do is hear you just say, yeah, and, and they just want to keep going because they're good, right? It's an illegitimate question. So if you, listener, are ask are in the habit of asking people around you, hey man, you good? Cut that out of your speech, man. It's an illegitimate question. Well, yeah, and you're guiding them to answer in the way you want them to answer. Yeah. I mean, especially you you're sitting there shaking your head. When, yes. <laughs> hey man, you good? Like and, and and when what's funny is is you'll notice the people that ask that question, they're in the habit of asking that question, hey man, you good? When they get to a place where they ain't good no more, they quit asking that question. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They quit asking that question. Absolutely. Well, and more than likely, they know that you aren't good, but they want you to tell them that they are so they can continue moving yeah, and not have yeah. to deal with, you know. So what's um if you could go back and do the mission all over again, what's one thing that you would do different or one thing that you thought you could have done better. I could have led and been led better the second day from right off the rip. Mm. Um, I I think that's the, that's the number one thing. Number two, the the I could have been more prepared. You know it. No, you couldn't have been. You only had a day. Well, but but hold on. <laughs> this is what I'm getting at. Is instead of sitting around. Being a fat hog, if God tells you to go climb a mountain, you need to be ready to go climb a freaking mountain, physically or mentally. Yeah. Because just like you said, 
if if you're not ner- if you're not taking care of your body, your your mental aspect's not going to be full force either. And and that not trying to um to put some, you know, some type of parable to it, but that's that's really what one of the major things I got out of it. You know, I I prayed. God said, "Here you go." You you know, gird your loins. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Take off. You know what I mean? And in the midst of it, I was doubting myself. I was going to quit some stuff when I got home. You know what I mean? Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, and you're talking about I mean, you're talking about be overall readiness yeah. as a as a servant of God. Right. Like just overall long-term day in and day out readiness. That's right. And that means that whatever you are called to do, you are prepared to okay. execute. That's right. That mission. Because you were on that trip as much for other people as you were for yourself. Right. Yep. That's right. Ain't it funny how when you uh, sometimes you ask for God, ask God for things, and He uh, gives you what you need, and and it, it's totally not what you was thinking when you, when you prayed, show me how to rest. <laughs> Did you think he's going to be out there not getting no rest? No, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. Well, what would you say What at, just at this point, and it hadn't been that long since you've accomplished the mission, what's the one thing that is serving you best in, just in, in your day-to-day life now back here in the front country? What is serving you best um, that you took away from the mission? Yeah, I think it took me about – you know, and I'm I'm not trying to compare it to being, you know, deployed somewhere for years at a time or whatever. It was two and a half days, three days. It man, it took me about two days to to realize I was back at home. Yeah, as crazy as that sounds. No, that's normal. Yeah. Um, patience, patience, being deliberate. The the things that I I, I you know I heard you say nine hundred times, and the realization that I can let my free will whack my head out so much that I may have to go through hell to get back to where I want to be or to get back where God says I should be for me to realize that. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think those, those, those three things right off the bat, I, I see so many things, you know, it's been a week. I see, a few things, you know, somebody does or Cooney says or whatever that, that I can just correlate with so much that went on that weekend. You know what I mean? It. I think it's – I think really I, I notice my selfishness really quick now, really quick. And I also think I don't have to tote the burden of everything, mm-hmm. right? Right? I only have to tote the what God tells me I need to be toting. Yep. Because because if it's me saying, "Oh, you should have done this and you can do this or or I'll do this because you can't do it." That that's in and of me. You know what I mean? It's a blessing, man, to ask for help. And it's a blessing to be able to give help. Yeah. Yep. You know what I mean? If if you if I asked Joe Blow walking down the street, if he needs some help and I start a relationship with Joe Blow, he may ask somebody else if they need help or ask for help himself. Or, 
it goes back to what you was just saying. Are you good? Man, I ain't asking nothing doing that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I, the totality of it, man, it's still coming. I'm just amazed how three days could change your mindset like that. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm amazed at it. I, I can't even fathom it. I'm amazed at it too. I, I mean, every time we go and every time we run a mission, I'm a, I'm amazed at it. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I can't even, like you said, you can't make it up. We we just you realize we just started doing the basic course just off a whim, right? It was just it was just an idea. We just said we're gonna try this thing, and that's how it started. Right. And so it's uh, yeah. I mean, what happens in such a short amount of time? You know, you just you just can't make it up. I I just feel like it's it's without a doubt. Jesus Christ brought the the three right people together at the right time for the right purpose, and that's you know me, Blake, and instructor Nathan, and and then He's there with us every time. Yeah, Jesus is there with us every time uh, because we invite Him there. We, I mean, we want Him to be there, and it just it's uh it's something else, man. But yeah, when you call. Well, I called you a couple of days afterwards. I said, what did you think about this? You said, man, this is life-changing. I said, yep. I, I, I'm glad he said that. That reconfirms that we're doing what we've been called. We're doing what we've been called to do yeah. for this time in our life, man. That You know, what amazed me was the, the dynamics of all the people that was there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Lily from Alaska, Devlin from California, Jack from Boston slash Texas, Kelly from Pennsylvania, Big John, Tennessee, Clint, my swim buddy. I mean, I, th- I thought to myself, how in the world, I-, I mean, I know it was God, but how did I end up with the swim buddy I en- ended up with? That, <laughs> I, I mean, don't know. It was meant to be. Yeah, I have no clue how that happened. He was you know? the on- He's the only one that we've had on the whole course. There has not been another, yeah, there has not been another student that would even be fit in the same wheelhouse as Clint. Uh-uh. Right. Right. Total just like out of left field, man. Right. A lot of people we can kind of group them together and see the similarities, but yeah, with him it, it was And then Greg from Florida slash Brooklyn. Yep. And, yeah. And the and the stories that everyone told and told and what everybody's going through, man, it just it is you can just see the Lord moving in that in that dynamic in that whole setup. I don't. You was talking earlier how you picked the team and this and that, and I'm I'm just I'm blown away how God must move through your mind to to pick that team. Yeah, you know what I mean. A hundred percent, man. It was funny you talk about Greg. We got we got finished up with a mission, and you know, Greg uh, Greg got a knife, and. Um, Blake gives him his knife, and then Greg starts explaining, like, hey, man, I'm going to be out for a couple of days. Just shoot me the invoice, and I'm going to make sure I, I get it to you within two days and this and that. And I'm like, Greg, dude, what are you talking about, man? Like, we trust you, man. <laughs> yeah. And it, he just stopped. He was like, wow. How, how weird is that? Yeah. Right. Like, hey, man, we trust you. You know, yeah, right. that you can take someone at their word and 
and honor that and not right. have to have yeah. some kind of contractual agreement when there's money hanging out there. Yeah. I, for, That's the way we operate. Yeah. From those two and a half, three days with all those people, man, I love each and every one of them, and I, I trust them just the same, period, you know? Mm-hmm. Period. Well, brother, I appreciate you coming and, and talking through that with us. Um, you know, for the people listening to this, I hope you enjoyed – this story as much as I did. Yeah. It it definitely kept me locked on. Uh, and I know a lot of you guys listening, it's hard for you to relate to exactly what Brian's talking about because maybe you, you haven't been out on a mission. Those of you that have been on the basic course know exactly the sections and the parts and the things that he's talking about. Um, and the, the reality of the situation is that the uh, this is one of the hardest things about the basic course is when you finish your mission with your team and you go back home literally no one else can understand exactly what happened out there other than your seven team members yeah. you and your seven team members uh they're the only people on earth that can fully grasp the significance of what your team endured for that specific mission it's awesome, dude. It is. Isn't it weird, though? Right. Like, you can go to Disneyland and tell people about what you did at Disneyland, and they can grasp it, right? They know what a roller coaster's like. They seen Mickey Mouse. They. It, this is weird. This weird thing that you can't. You can try to tell people about it, and you can try to tell the story, and and people might hear little things here and there. But it ain't hitting them, and it ain't hitting them deep, right? Because they just can't, they can't feel it all. The, the the just the totality of working through everything you just talked about, you had to work through. But they didn't feel the just the bone chilling cold. They didn't hear the wind. They weren't soaked to the freaking bone, man. Like right. like they didn't feel all that, and it's all those layers. Is that's what makes it so impactful, right? You know what I mean? Absolutely. So, um, we got, I think we got the if you guys are interested in the basic course, I think we got the 2022 dates posted on the website, right? Blake, yeah, 307 project.com. Yeah, if you want to check that out, send in an application, it tells you how to do it on the website. I know I'm being friendly, I'm actually telling you guys now have a thing on the website that says this is the dates and here's where you email your application back back when this thing started they wasn't nothing like that no, uh, it was all word of mouth but I've, i'm getting softer in my age here you gonna come to proven grounds yeah yeah absolutely all right well corn's gonna be at three troop the Proving Grounds in January. There it is. We might have to drag the old Coon in on that one. Cooney? You think you think Cooney's ready for the Proving Grounds? I don't know. We'll, Man, we'll I three. thought I thought to myself when uh, I got off the phone with Blake and I looked at him, I said, I'm going to the basic course. He said, uh-uh. What about me? <laughs> and day three, day three coming out, I thought to myself, Cooney, Thank the Lord that it was not you, brother. 
that he walks like a rock, son. He would have rolled all the way to the truck. <laughs> Bless his heart. Well, I'll oh, tell you man. what, man. Uh, there ain't there ain't much out there at all on the proving grounds. There ain't much as information as, yeah, at yeah. all out on the proving grounds. You wait That's till that jugger hits thing. you in the sideways, boy. <laughs> Do you got to swim? Um, no swimming. No, no swimming. There might be a place where there was there is the potential to swim if you are not deliberate, but I'll make sure you got a life vest on you. <laughs> um, but yeah, you wait till the old. Oh man, that's gonna be good. Three troop at the proving grounds in January. That's a heck of a mission, man. Yeah. It is a heck of a weekend, dude. Totally different. Totally different. Different environment, different things you're going to learn about teamwork, different things you're going to learn about yourself. But it's, it's, a, it's a good one, man. Oh, yeah. It's been a long time since we've ran a Proving Grounds mission. Oh, Springtime, yeah. Yeah, we just do those every so often, but I'm glad you're going to be there. And, boy, I hope January, I hope we get hit with the full force of that January weather, son. I'm sure we will. Wow. I got this dang puff right here. I ain't even looked at this thing. Dude, that joker. I got this. This is from... That's That puts the meaning in puff. Feathered Friends. Feathered Friends. This... How much does puff jacket cost? I don't know. I think this thing was 650 bucks. Wow. <laughs> Wow, Chad, Chad done spent five thousand dollars on on three pieces hey. of clothes, that and a uh, sleeping bag. Hey, I am ready for January at the proving grounds. I'm gonna be there with my feathered friend. <laughs> wow, won't get me a frog talk puff. <laughs> you didn't even know what a puff was, did you? I didn't. I, I honestly, I didn't. It said. What did it say? A puff or a fleece? And yeah. I said, well, I got a hoodie. <laughs> so I brought a hoodie, and that booger got wet right I, off the rip. I'm going to go ahead and tell you, if you're going to spend money on a piece of gear, there's two really two pieces of gear that you don't want to skimp on. It's a rain jacket and a puff jacket. I don't go anywhere without a puff. I, if I'm going to Arizona in July, I got my puff in my bag. Don't never go in. Now, this, maybe not this puff. No, that puff it can only I mean, come out on certain occasions. Yeah, I, I mean, maybe not this puff, but I'm going to have a puff, right? And I'm going to have a rain jacket. So, y'all listening, if you're going to spend money on two pieces of gear, spend it on your rain jacket and your puff. And if you come to the basic course, I'll teach you how to use the puff. And you're liable to understand why I say to buy a good rain jacket. That's kind of become self-evident. There you go. All right, guys. This is the 307 Podcast. Enough said. <laughs>